जर्नी Recently there was a tweet from one of government's twitter handle according to the social media post the government wants to bring some financial transactions under its scanner for example if a citizen spends 20000 rupees or more at a hotel or say somebody travels abroad the hotel or the airline company which receives the money will need to inform the tax department about such transactions The tweet was later deleted. However, tax experts believe that the government will sooner or later start collecting such data. It would be done under the Statement of Financial Transactions Initiative or SFT for short. Under this law, institutions are required to report some specific transactions to the income tax department. Tax authorities then use this data to catch tax evaders. You have tuned into Why Not Mint Money, and I am Tinesh Bhasin from Mint's personal finance team. In this episode, we have Mr. Suresh Surana, who is the founder of RSM India. It is one of the biggest tax audit and consultancy firm in the country. Mr. Surana will tell us the impact of widening of statement of financial transactions on citizens, and how the government plans to use this data. Welcome Mr Surana on the show. It is my pleasure to be on your show. Let me start by asking you what is this initiative called as the statement of financial transaction or SFT. Yeah so basically specified financial transactions in the uh, finance act 2014 they had introduced this uh, reporting requirement extensive reporting requirements. So, but mainly it was confined to very significant value transactions so for example banks were required to report cash deposits exceeding rupees 10 lakhs or any other if bankers check or uh, any other uh, uh, if any other banking transaction uh, was taking place using cash over rupees 10 lakhs similarly uh, any any purchase of shares debentures or units then the issuer was required to uh, uh, you know basically submit the information again the limit was 10 lakh rupees uh, so again so right now the limit is 10 lakhs these these provisions are there at present also the registration authority for any immobile property now as you know when you go for registration of the property you have to give your permanent account number so they would report to the tax authorities any transaction which is uh, uh, you know exceeding the threshold uh, so again i think these were generally very significant transactions which were getting reported in case of business entities there was one major requirement that any cash transaction over rupees 2 lakhs for those business entities which are subject to tax audit so that was required now this information the whole purpose of this so this this all the specified financial transactions are reported by third parties and the objective of this is that the tax department then can check that the people who have undertaken those transactions have they done proper reporting in their tax filings and are they subject to you know the tax filing requirements are they filing tax returns at all or not 
So that is the whole purpose of the specified financial transaction. And every year, these uh, you know all those people who are subject to this under Section 285 BA, they have to submit Form 61A. Uh, so that information then is available with the tax department. Of course, this financial year 1920, they've extended the date now because of COVID to 31st March 2021. Normally, it would have been 30th June 2020. Okay. So can you explain to us how exactly the income tax department uses this data? Yeah, so I think that's a very good question. And uh, generally, you know, we have seen also in the past that a lot of data is being collected. But actually, for because of administrative, uh, you know, uh, uh, administrative, uh, 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 I would say, constraints. Uh, and also, I think there is many times no clear roadmap as to how this data will be used to identify any, uh, you know, uh, any persons who are not filing the returns or who are, who are, who are not reporting. So therefore, there was no, I think in most cases, there was no clear, you know, I would say, roadmap to correlate the two. So because of then, because of those reasons, while a lot of information has been furnished, but uh, the use of that information to actually uh, identify uh, tax evaders and non-filers has been relatively limited. Uh, so I think that has been a challenge. But having said that, I think uh, with the 26AS now, uh, being more, you know, now there is a new updated form, which also, so which also reflects uh, the uh, all these cash, you know, cash transactions, uh, cash deposits, any 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 purchase of share, debentures, units. So person can correlate himself before filing the return, whether these are captured properly or not. Okay, any thoughts on why possibly the tweet was deleted? So. Of course, we don't know the reason, but in my view, there are two two things. One is the timing and second is, I think, there was an overreach. So first, in terms of timing, as you know, that this tweet was uh, was put up, I think, on 13th August and was deleted on 14th August, which was almost the same time when the Prime Minister announced uh, absolutely sweeping changes in the tax uh, administration in terms of the way the assessments would be done. So we are talking about faceless assessments. We are talking about the taxpayers' charter. We are talking about the taxpayer being treated with respect and you know and and to be treated as honest. So it all looked in terms of timing a bit paradoxical. That one hand we are talking about uh, you know these measures, and on the other hand uh, uh, maybe you know there is going to be a greater scrutiny and more and more investigation, more and more not, I mean notices. So I think uh, the timing was definitely not very appropriate. The second thing I think probably one has to see SFT extended reporting in the overall context of the new tax administrative you know system. So I think what is now going to happen in the past you know you you were having assessing officer of your jurisdiction and he will call the person he will examine books of account he will examine you know maybe take this uh, you know various information. And uh, so it was more much more physical interaction and physical review by the jurisdictional officer. I think going forward now with the faceless assessment and the national e-assessment center, uh, I think the convergence would be that it will be more data driven now. So I think therefore, I would not be surprised that there would be a greater data points which will be collected by the government and they will use that to really see whether, I think there are two purposes. One is to to find people who should be filing the returns and who are not filing the return. And second, those who are filing the return, if they are not reporting some of those, you know, transactions which should be reported. 
in that case do you think that the government could bring more transactions under the sft yeah so i think just going back to your tweet i think if you really look at in the tweet they talked about several uh, you know items for example they talked about any educational uh, fees and uh, you know of, of which exceeding 1 lakh rupees Uh, now there was also electricity expense exceeding one lakh rupees, which incidentally, anyway, in the financial year nineteen twenty, if somebody is having more than that as electricity expense, he has to file a tax return. So that is understandable. But then there are some limits which are ridiculously low. So, for example, you are talking about uh, you know property tax of twenty thousand rupees. You are talking about hotel expenses of more than twenty thousand rupees. You are talking about uh, you know even health insurance premium of twenty thousand. now these are very very small very low limit so first of all all those you know third parties who have to file these returns you can imagine the information which they have to give to the department and again what does the department do with it because say on a 20000 rupees the tax evasion i mean even if say 30% is 6000 rupees now is it worth the administrative effort so i think what i think is very crucial is that there is no doubt that there will be more and more collection of data but i think the data collection to how it will ultimately be in terms of road map to final assessments and identifying the uh, non filers who should be filing the return or people who are under reporting how that will be completed because otherwise you'll have some kind of silo of information but you don't know how to take it forward without a huge amount of administrative effort so if the government starts keeping a record of foreign travel hotel stays electricity bill can individuals expect a rise in income tax notices where the tax authorities are asking them to explain the sources of income yeah i think exact this is the same uh, i think the whole crucial question is i think a they are going to use more and more data analytics but then for data analytics unless you have both the both the sides which you can cross validate so for example for electricity expenses i can clearly see that they can cross check that one end you are getting information from electricity you know utility those taxpayers or i mean those persons who have paid more than, more than 1 lakh rupees and you can check whether they have filed the return and have they reported or not but in other cases like for example somebody incurred hotel expense of more than 20000 rupees even if you have that information how would you then come to know that whether you know there is a tax evasion or not or whether the person should be filing the return or not because it could be business expenditure i mean 20000 is too small even a person so i think my whole whole question is that that road map to data collection to identification of your end objective of uh, tax evasion or tax filers uh should be very clear otherwise you know we will again have the same situation that lot of data will be there lot of notices will go which should not be going and then i mean people you know for every small amount they get some notice on one count or the other count because the department does not have both ends of the information and that will create a lot of i would say again feeling of you know i would say the whole atmosphere which the government is trying to build of trust and confidence and respect will again i think get vitiated in my opinion if they if it is not administered properly in the past many initiatives to catch tax evaders have failed do you think expanding the scope of statement of financial transactions could be successful Yeah, yeah no i think i have no doubt that government will be collecting more and more data i mean there will be more and more data points because in the new scheme of things i mean one thing one has to understand that one of the most uh, you know things which your people were scared or uh, which was not creating the confidence is the you know physical assessment uh, every, the interface with the tax uh, tax department many of the you know i mean people who are taxpayers they if they have to visit the tax office 
I mean, they would definitely be having a lot of, uh, you know, apprehensions. So I think that part is being completely done away with to a great extent, you know, now. So I think uh, that being the case, obviously, uh, there, I mean, government also has to have counterbalancing measures that how do you then identify the people who are not really filing the returns and all. So I think more data points would be there. But the data points, once again, as I'm saying that some of the data points are valid, like, for example, if you talk about the, uh, you know, let's say even 1 lakh rupees limit is reasonable that if somebody is paying educational fee of 1 lakh rupee uh, or somebody is paying electricity expense of more than 1 lakh rupees. Now, again, it should be residential because, I mean, there could be business expenditure, which I don't know what is the relevance of checking that. But uh, if it is then carefully thought through that these data points are directly relevant and will be taken to logical conclusion, then I think it will be a very good regime according to me. And I think that is what the government is trying. Obviously, the, I mean, fine-tuning has to happen and there is always sometime overreach uh, when you are trying to make these changes. But I think let us let us also not lose sight of the fact that, uh, it, it, I mean, nobody thought that, you know, completely India's tax, uh, tax system, which has been, uh, always people have been little worried about uh, the, you know, in terms of tax assessments. I think the new tax regime brings a completely different uh, you know, way and you can actually submit everything electronically. You don't have to worry about being summoned by the tax officer every now and then, you know. So I think I think we, we, we probably have to give it a chance and we just hope that the uh, that the administration is also done in a very discreet manner and to the extent it is necessary to identify really cases of, you know, like substantial, like for example, earlier, as I said, if you're talking about somebody is depositing 10 lakh rupees in, in, in cash in the bank account, I mean, there has to be an explanation as to how he's depositing so much money. So, so I think those are valid. So I think it's not like everything is wrong or everything is right. I think you have to probably see that we use this uh, to high value transactions and clearly uh, map to our end objective of identifying. I think there are two objectives, as I said, that, you know, those who are basically not filing the returns at all and who should be filing the returns. And secondly, those who are filing, then I think you have to have a much higher threshold. Some of the transactions that were mentioned in that tweet, they seem to infringe upon the privacy of individuals. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I think even when you said about foreign travel, in fact, the tweet also talked about the domestic business class travel, for example. I mean, now again, in most cases, it would be business expenditure borne by somebody. So again, I think that's what I'm again, I think going back to that point about the whether it is really going to serve any meaningful purpose has to be seen. Coming to the privacy, yes, I mean, I agree because one of the, even in taxpayer charter, it is mentioned that, uh, you know, the uh, A, that confidentiality would be maintained and B, that they would not be unduly intrusive, you know, the, uh, I mean, what it, the tax assessment should be confined to the fiscal and tax matters and not trying to uh, go too much into the personal or other, you know, private uh, uh, kind of life of the people. And uh, I think... Some some of the information, for example, you know, if you want all the domestic travel uh, by business class or you want, uh, you know, more than 20,000 rupees hotel expenses. So you want to know who is going to which hotel and who is, you know, I mean, I think it is basically a bit of an overreach uh, in my opinion. And I think definitely the balance need to be achieved between uh, what is really the objective of uh, tax administration and the privacy and the end result and outcome of that. Many thanks, Mr. Surana, for joining us and taking time out to explain the nitty-gritties of Statement of Financial Transactions.
it is a pleasure and i hope it it helps and i, I would only just like to conclude by saying one thing i think all the tax filers and those who are even not filing we are now living in a digital world and the information flow is very very uh, i would say much more than when uh, you know when the entire economy was run on the physical system uh, so basically i think you have to really watch out that uh, there is more and more data available and you should also revalidate whatever information is available already because your likelihood of getting picked up for any scrutiny assessment or any 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 kind of further verification will depend upon how you know updated you are and how much uh, how your reporting is accurate thank you once again mr surana that's all from this episode of why not mint money thank you for tuning in Thanks for listening in. We're also available on livemint.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write in to us at mintmoney@livemint.com. Until next time, it's bye-bye. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.